We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back, Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know, we spin it different. We are the home of the misguided passion, Sean Davis, Malik Zaire, the Adore boys are definitely in the building, and we are pleased on this For the Culture Friday to welcome in another great from the Notre Dame Brotherhood. We welcome in former Notre Dame wide receiver from the PA, none other than Rack Eye Nelson. Welcome yeah. in to the Lucky Lucky hey, Podcast. So, <laughs> right, hey, Rock. I heard what you were saying. I heard. I, I saw you in the background. I'm just going to give you the stage. You go right ahead. Well, listen, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Um, a few years ago, I took, now this is a true story. A few years ago, I took up, I took Michael Parsons up to Ohio State, right? Because Urban Meyer was there, right? Uh-huh. Urban Meyer was my receiver coach at Notre Dame. So he was really interested in uh, Micah. So I'm like, okay, haven't been to a facility in a while. Let me take Micah up there. I shut up. I shut up Ohio State. Right? Listen, it felt like you was in a music video. That's how great the amenities are. It no, felt man. like you was in a music video. Listen to me. Big plus couches, jet black, big big screen, seventy inch TV. This is in the locker room now. A barber shop, a barber chair. Here go the showers. Barber chair in the middle. Like you telling me, soon I jump out the shower, I'm getting a haircut, or before? That's why I can literally roll out the roll out of the barber chair and then take a shower. And when I say that, I mean literally. So I'm like, what the heck is going on here, Coach Meyer? What's going on here, man? He's like, man, you know, we set it up like this, and this is this. It seems to be working. We're going all these recruits, and you know, everybody loves it. I'm like, wow, like this is amazing, like. And I asked, I said, do, do some people not even go back to their dorm? He said, many players don't go back to their dorm. They stay at the facility. That's how nice it is. So Notre Dame, they have a they they have they have some stuff going on, but compared to these other places, even Rucker, I mean Rutgers, Maryland. I, listen, yeah, like, Rutgers look nice. I Rutgers look nice. <laughs> they just Maryland's crazy. Notre Dame has to step the game up a little bit on that. I'll just be honest with you. They do. I know people, players don't leave. It's, it's literally documented. Players don't leave Ohio State after uh, 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 their locker room. They stay there. They go to sleep and do their work 
and everything. Watch TV, eat food. They got buffet upstairs. I mean, it's crazy. On call, cook all day. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And this is all true. Like fame hyped up. It was so crazy that see, like I'm like, come on, Coach Mike. It's like this is overboard. Nah, man. That's how we got to do. We got to compete. We got to compete against the best. I'm like, well, y'all have the best. Y'all have the best facility I ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> flat out. Like it's ridiculous. It's like it's just it's just it's crazy. And like, that's literally what, crazy. Look, and I'm just saying, just in life in general, amenities matter, man. Amenities yeah. matter. They yeah, matter. They it's like now, look, look, when we grew up, high school, your boy cut your hair, you gave him $5. Yeah. You got to college, you found somebody on campus, you gave him a salt buck, gave him a 10. He was good, right? Yeah. Now, $50. They want $50. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> Don't ask for a razor line, and that's another 10. And yes. you have to tip. This is where it is, but that's the game. And yo, that's true. With with all of that, you want amenities. Like with your haircut, if I'm paying that, look, I have an appointment. I don't want to be sitting here waiting an hour. They wash your hair now. Absolutely, blow dry it out. To this, all of that, it's crazy. It comes, it comes with the package. That's all I'm saying. You just need a little upgrade left. I didn't. You act like I said the goo was trash. No, the goo's not trash. I just, you know, the whole. Putting a beauty salon in there, what does that do for us? I don't, I don't know if that, but it's, it's not for you, it's for the kids. There you go. I'm just saying, for the kids, yes, after, like, after the recruitment, after you, you a junior, you done, you done, you don't care, you're right, you're right, you're right. junior year. I'm, I'm going out of the goo, I'm, I'm good. I got a crib, you know, right. Facts. Facts. And Facts. I, done, I done got a charger and a dime. But wait a minute, wait a minute. You I got a crib. Me. You got a crib, right? You said you got a crib off campus, right? Yeah, I, got, I, be, I bet you. I bet you that crib has all the amenities that you want. No, I'm saying, yeah, that's why I'm going home. I'm, I'm not so, staying at the Google all day. But I'm bro. saying, but you went and found a spot with the amenities that you want. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. my point. Amenities matter. Yeah. yeah. I, any, no matter where you go and evolve in life, amenities matter, man. And that's something that Notre Dame needs to write. Brock, I just said it. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm done with it, man. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I try to speak sense into a wreck guy. He just okay. So, do you think a bowling alley would help? A bowl. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a great amenity, right? I mean, listen, just... listen, listen. You saying that about a bowling alley, but I will really that <laughs> Ohio State have a bowling alley or not? I'm gonna say it's 50, 50 chance they did have one. <laughs> no, I'm telling y'all. Watch me. Y'all look this stuff up later. I'm y'all be like yo, Rakai was telling the truth. Like he literally was done. Like. I'm, I'm, it's a 50% chance they had a bowling alley there, but by then I was so overwhelmed, I kind of didn't even register. I'm like, got a bowling alley too? That's kind of like, okay, check off. They got yeah. that too. So <laughs> it was just, it, it, was, it was wild. It was wild. So, Rakai, I don't know if people, because you know, we have some younger Notre Dame fans in here. Dude, you, well, yeah. are, you, okay. you are probably part of one of the top five plays in the history of Notre First of all, my boy JJ, the fact he was able to stay up on his feet, yeah, dropping back, and then oh, to find oh, oh, you oh, that one, okay, yeah, yeah. and then I to find you, you. I thought you told the Air Force one. The Air Force oh, one was crazy. The Air Force then, one was crazy too. That was I know crazy. exactly what you're talking about. But Jerry Jackson was racing the undefeated season by you know, <laughs> but they called it incomplete because they have they have replay at the time. Yeah, and then I, I thought you the LSU one was crazy too, but. Yes, I understand. What, I know what you're talking about. When we beat Michigan, beat they, Michigan. Were the team, they were the number one team in the country. Tom Brady was the quarterback, and Jarrett should have fell. He, he tripped He tripped on uh, the center, stepped on his foot. He was this close to falling, kept his balance, raised up and threw a strike. So that was wild. Yeah. It was that was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Just talk about that atmosphere, dude. Because like you said, oh, you're a hated rival coming to Notre Dame Stadium, the, you didn't know he was going to be the greatest NFL quarterback all time no, at the no time, no. but he's a starting quarterback, Tom Brady, and you guys come in and just ruin everything and pull off one of the biggest upsets in the history of Notre Dame. Well, just yeah, talk so about the atmosphere. The atmosphere was crazy. It wasn't at the big house this time. It was at, at South Bend. So, you know, we played him at the big house, you know, that one time we, we barely lost by like three points or something like that with, with what's in there and all that. And it was real crazy. That was that was amazing because you couldn't hear you couldn't hear the cadence. 
we got the South Bend now. We're in, we're at our home, so now this is a little bit more comfortable for us. But you know, it's loud. It's of course it's sold out, and you know they got a good team. Like you said, uh, nobody knew Tom Brady would be the best of all time, but man, they, he was always really good. He always had stiff competition behind him. And always had to fight for his job, but I think that helped him now. You know during his career when he was playing. So, but, um, so he used to adversity. He used to climb right over top of it. So it all makes sense to me looking back, but the atmosphere there was crazy, man. It was just packed house hot. You know, Michigan got their, their, their nice helmets on and people wearing Michigan's on bitch again and t-shirts and all that. And it's loud and it's crazy. And it is, it, they got top DBs, Hendrix and big safeties and, you know, uh, what's the linebacker? Joan, Dahani Jones. Jones. And they got all these great names that play in the NFL. Probably their whole defense play in the NFL. So they had this great team, these big linemen. Everything was just like overwhelming. Like, wow, we're, we're in South Bend playing against Michigan. They're ranked number one. We're ranked pretty high that year. I think we're number nine or something like that. Because we came back with all that, that number one class that had all those guys. Now they show them mature, like Corey Miner and Jarius and Autry and all them. So we're ranked pretty high, too, but we're not ranked number one. So, you know, we ended up playing against them. And I remember Coach Meyer grabbed me. You know, we were working on this play all, you know, all week. You know how they prep you. So he's like, God, listen, I wanted to play. I'm like, okay. So I kind of like fake stalk block for a second. And then I go and Jarius do a little fake and everything. No, it messes up. So I'm wondering. So I come off. I don't see a player in front of me. So I just take off a run. I'm like, no block, no player to block. I kinda, he kind of blitz. So I kind of like touched him. I said, well, I got to go. I ran my wheel route. I looked up like, the boy ain't here yet. Damn, like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? Jerry's meanwhile, Jerry's is stumbling back about the fall, keeps his balance. Like, no, I'm not giving this up. Raises up, throws a bomb. Now, mind you, when you're not open, you could drop it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm used to competition on my catches. This is wide open, so I'm like, okay. So I'm running, like, okay. So I just use all my technique. I didn't, I didn't try to turn around. I didn't try to jump and do all this weird stuff. I said, let's just pay attention to my technique. Okay, ball to the left hand shoulder. Okay, boom. Okay, watch it. Single chip, pull in. Okay, I got it. So now you can see on this. I'm kind of like, I got it. It's kind of a shock. That's why I slowed up by the end zone, like. Okay, let me skip to the end zone a little bit because, okay, it's all good now. So I'll finish it. I, I go into the goal, and then the catch like, yeah, you scored. Yeah, hype. Basically, I'm like, yeah. So that's what was going on through my head. But we ended up knocking them off that year, um, 21-14. It was a great game. It was one of the best memories I had in college football. And, um, I, you know, I'm just grateful to, you know, be able to experience that. What got you to Notre Dame? Now, a lot of players, you went through the transition. You were able to be recruited by Lou Holtz before he eventually retired and moved on and Bob Davey took over. But just talk about that relationship. And it's something that you said that he talked about. Can I trust you? Do you care? Does that still apply? Do you say that to the guys that you deal with on your seven-on-seven squad and the guys that you train and coach? The guys, I, I try to instill some of that into them, but let's get back to yes. Coach Holtz, Coach Holtz, um, he was like a father figure. How did I, well, let's start back with the first question. How did I get to Notre Dame? The thing about it was, so mind you, at that time, Florida was throwing a ball everywhere around a whole field. They were running that 
running gun crazy stuff. So what happened was Spurrier used to always come up to Harrisburg. I'm like, he's like, well, we're high. We'll never come up here if I didn't want you. Like, you're going to play. Like, so I'm really thinking in my head, well, I might go to Florida. So Spurrier's up here popping up in Harrisburg all the time, like popping by the house and taking pictures. There's no social media at that time, but, you know, we're, we're just kind of like, I'm like, wow, you know, I watch them on TV all the time. All the receivers are going first round every every single game. I mean, every single year. I knew Ike Hillier. I knew John Kez Green. I knew all those guys. Redell Anthony from a visit I took with them. But when I had my visit with Coach Holtz, it's kind of like you said, rang in my head. Like, this is guy. Like, okay, so when my dad asked about the grades, Coach Zook was like, one of the recruiters, like, go out in the, go out in the, uh, uh, the car and grab that, you know, grab all the stuff. Like, you're not prepared with you. You're not worried about no way. Which is fine. Listen, I know Florida's type of place where you go in there, you play your three years, you leave. Nobody graduates. I know. I understand that. But it, it kind of looked, my dad looked at me like, damn, they don't even have, they're not even prepared for, like, to talk about score anything. And when, when, when you look at that compared to Notre Dame, more, more, Notre Dame was more talking about life after. Like after football, coach, already, coach, I already guarantee you. Hey, you start for me. You're you're gonna play in the NFL. You gonna get a shot. So I knew that with the history of Notre Dame. So I started weighing my options. Like, hold on, you could go to Florida, go crazy, junior leave, get all this money, not be prepared for different situations. You know, later on, or you could go to Notre Dame, have you know they don't throw the ball as much, but go here, make some connections, network, you know, meet good people you know, and same situation could occur where you could play in the NFL, things of that nature, barring anything happens injury-wise and stuff like that. So at the end of the day, when I told um, when I told Coach uh, Spurrier, when I told Coach Spurrier, this is what he said to me, when I told Coach Spurrier, hey, man, I don't know, man, I, I just think that, you know, I may, I may have to go to Notre Dame. He said, well, Mr. Rokai, every time you see a Gator catch the ball, it could have been you. He hung up the phone. That's what he did to me. He hung up the phone, and it was weird because after I got injured and I, and I, I came back from the injury, and then Spurrier was at the Redskins, I went up to her practice up in Carlisle right by me. And, it, and the son was like, well, you know, my dad hold a lot of grudges. I'm like, damn, he's still thinking about that? Like, he's like, yeah, well, you know my dad hold a lot of grudges, man. You didn't come to Florida, man. My dad. And I knew guys on the team, like Ronaldo Winner was on a football team for the Redskins. Jacquez Green was on the football team. My friend from Harrisburg, Kenny Watson, was on the football team. So I had a lot of guys I already knew that knew me, and he knows me. So basically, he held a grudge to, uh, I guess, I don't know. He didn't pick me. So, you know what I mean? He didn't give me another shot. So, but that's what happened. But um, I, I am happy now looking back at it, looking at the overall picture that I ended up going to Notre Dame because at the end of the day, it's about relationships. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's about relationships. You know, that's how I feel about it. So, you know, um, but like you said, Coach Holtz, let's get back to that point. Coach Holtz did say, you know, hey, Rakai, like you said, father figure to me, like a father figure. Hey, Rakai, do you trust me? If you trust me, I trust you. Can I trust you? And I'm like, yes, you can trust me. So, anything I would say, if I would, anything would happen during a game or this would happen or that would happen, that's why if you look at that, that play against um, Air Force. When they said I dropped it and I caught it with a replay, he went to war for me so heavy because he looked me in my face and said, you caught that, right? I said, yes, I caught it. Caught it clean. 
he snapped out, went crazy on the referees. I think he might even got a flag because he just was going, he just knew I was telling the truth. So he went all in for me. So, yeah, I mean, Coach Hoseman, I seen him uh Purdue game. Was that last year? See him at the Purdue game last year. We talked, man. We had a good time. And, you know, he loves me and I love him. So, yeah. Yo, that left, you, you, don't, you don't have that type of relationship with Kelly, do you? <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm just teasing you. We're going to have more Rakai Nelson, but we want to get to one of the major reasons he's here and what all three of us love to do is to give back. June 19th, virtual 5K. We talked to Bennett Jackson yesterday, but Rakai, you're involved with it as well. Just talk about that, your involvement with it, and why it's so important. Well, yeah, the the uh, with the Host Hero Foundation also is involved in that. Um, one of the heroes, uh, Trevor and Reggie Brooks, and uh, Trevor reached out to me about that in Juneteenth. You know, I'm not gonna sit there and lie. Like I knew about it for so many years, I didn't. So this became light to me eventually over social media. And I started reading more into it. So when Trevor reached out to me saying, "Hey, um, <clears throat> you know, I want you to be a part of this, Ricardo. I know you are your host hero, but you're one of our." you know, networking, connecting the dots as far as what he's trying to do with the foundation and with, with um, you know, taking one of the uh, things we're trying to do is take inner, inner city uh, youth, and, you know, underserved communities and kids to out to experience different, you know, different things, you know, different, di- travel different places, see Notre Dame, go to the grotto, experience something different. So what we're doing is we're going to do, we decided to do a 5k run to raise money for the, uh, for this, uh, for our foundation and be able to uh, raise money to get these kids um, out there to experience these different things. So that's what we're doing. Once again, June 19th, yeah. run, sign up.com run, sign up.com. Yeah. Virtual 5K on June 19th. Let me tell you something. You talk about Lou Holtz and you talk about everything with the Notre Dame football program. Dee Cooper had a nephew that had an offer from Notre Dame, was interested in Notre Dame. Eventually, I believe he committed to Georgia. Uh You work with kids all the time. You mentioned Micah Parsons that you had a relationship with. What's the balance between coaching kids and trying to steer them towards your alma mater and trying to look out for them and do what's best for them? Like, what's the balance of that as a guy? Because, of course, you want Notre Dame to get great players. I'm sure you were like, yo, uh, I got this kid, Michael Parsons. Y'all might want to come check him out. We're going to touch on that, but I'm going to tell you something about what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking about Notre Dame is they're dropping the ball in Pennsylvania, anyways. Mm. So, like, like you said, about that Jr. big 33 game was a big deal for a long time. The guy, Kenny Johnson, that's my guy. Yeah, he's on the table. That's my guy. I tell yeah. you, I tell um, you know, uh, Notre Dame about these guys. You got you missed out on Micah. You missed out on uh, uh, Julia. Let me at Ohio State number four gonna be their top target this year. You missing you missed out on Kenny Johnson that's going to pit. Like so Notre Dame, I do try to do that, but they're dropping the ball somewhere. I'm not some talk to the wrong people. I know Swarbrick's about to leave too. Listen, but I, I so, feel you on that. They dropped the ball. Yeah, somebody's somebody's dropping the ball somewhere in Pennsylvania because we have connects here, myself, Mr. P football, different uh 
avenues I work with, different companies I work with, as far as they do the same thing I do, maybe on a bigger scale that have been around for years. And we have these players and we're like, yo, don't he'd be a good fit for Notre Dame. He's a good fit for Notre Dame. I try to reach out. Da, da, da. Like I, I had to pop up on there, bang on the door one time. Well, Randy Brooks was there. It was a little bit better, but he's not there now. He's not doing that full-time now he's doing a host hero foundation and, and managing that now right. so when he was there was, was working i need that other connect where zwarbeck whoever zwarbeck brings in or, wh- or whoever they bring in after zwarbeck i need that connect because if you guys get it or if i get it i need it because i'm trying to i can single. now i'm saying me personally but we can single-handedly with a couple other people build up all the spots they need filled just from pennsylvania guys Hey, let me tell you something. About Chicago, huh? Yo, you know what I you know how I feel. Look, when Notre Dame was Notre Dame, it was PA, it was Ohio, and it was Chicago. That's right. That's what it was. That's it. With a few for few people from Florida and Texas mixed in. But at the core, it was PA, Chicago, Ohio. Yeah. And when you ignore that, that's what it was. He's right. Yeah, when this man said Michael Parsons, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, because I know Michael Parsons went to Penn State, but I I watched Michael Parsons. He could have played at Notre Dame. He could have been he's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. You know, you know, he's smart. He's savvy. He's a great athlete. Um, you know, Julian, like I said, Julian Fleming. That's another guy that the Kenny Johnson's right now going to pit. You don't think he want to go to another? And then on top of that, I got a guy right now. Well, I know his dad pretty good. I don't train him actually, but I, he's a lineman. He's going to go to James Madison. His name is Frank Robel. He's a top wrestler in Pennsylvania. He's a stud, stout, 305 pounds, just, just thick. Man, I'm like, I'm tagging Notre Dame. I'm trying to hit them. And listen, hey, y'all need to look at this guy. He's going to play center at James Madison. Y'all dr- listen, he's going to be an All-American at James Madison. What are y'all doing? Like, what Notre Dame, who, what's going on? Like, why, why, aren't y'all, why aren't y'all really hitting Pennsylvania like I used to? Like you said, when the championship years were there. I know it was a long time ago. And also when we were winning over nine games every year. Yeah. That was when it was hitting Ohio, Chicago, Texas, Florida. Pennsylvania. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. Now they did. They were in on one of our favorite kids from why I'm missing Pennsylvania. Big Caleb Brewer was a big time lineman, offensive lineman. And then once Harry left, the new O line yeah, coach came in. Yeah, he really didn't recruit him the same way Harry did. So you know, the state of Pennsylvania is has always been important. To Notre Dame. Now you 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 yeah. look, bro. Please tell me from Harrisburg. Please tell me you got a Ricky Waters story, dude. Because that cat, well, Rick- well, not necessarily Ricky Waters. I know I know Ricky Waters. I seen him even when I was growing up, just walking to third grade and see him in high school and stuff like that. He's walk past, hey, how you doing? Like this, I didn't know really too much about him. Don't really have too many Ricky Waters stories. I, I do have a LaShawn McCoy story though. So okay. LaShawn up, up the street from me, that's another guy that could have went to Notre Dame. They missed out on LaShawn McCoy. Think about that. So LaShawn, because I was Coach Abbott Devitt for a second at that time, for a second. And then I, I had, you know, got to work. There's just too much stuff going on. I was like, ah, I can't really dig into that coaching. Because we're early, too, when LaShawn was younger. He's like a junior. What I'm saying is in high school. What I'm saying is LaShawn right now, 
I just left his uh, groundbreaking. He's building 48 units up here on 6th Street up here in Midtown. So I left that groundbreaking just now. But he's uh, doing a lot in the community, too, right now. And he's um, always back in Harrisburg. Shit, he's here right now. So LaShawn McCoy, I would say LaShawn McDevitt. Okay, McDevitt. Ricky Waters, best running back. LaShawn McCoy, I don't know who's the best running back. But I can tell you this. It's the only school in the country that has two 10,000-yard rushers at one school. Only place in the world wow. that has two 10,000-yard rushers at one school. McDevitt. McDevitt's a powerhouse. Ricky Wars and, and LaShawn McCoy are cool. I know they did some events and stuff together. They're cool. They know each other pretty well. Uh, Receiver-wise, I would say either, you know, I have to probably put myself number one. I probably would. You know what I mean? As far as in that school. But LaRon McCoy, LaShawn's brother, was pretty good, too. And um, he ended up going to IUP and then going to Car- uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals. And it's some it's a couple other guys, a couple of Fred Lee's, a couple other good receivers and stuff like that there. But, no, um, Ricky Waters and LaShawn, they, 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 they're, 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 great, they're great player, great people. And, like I said, they, they have history behind them. Like, that's the only school in the country that has two 10,000-yard rushers, which is crazy yeah. if you think about it. That is crazy. Lou, who's yeah, the man? Crazy. Is Will the last great player we, we got out of PA? Who? Will Fuller? Is that the last? Will is. Will, Will may be, but Will, I thought you had Josh that. Adams. I, heard your, I thought you had that lineman just now. Well, um, Mike McGlinchey, Josh Adams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was at the football event, yeah. One okay. of those guys, that, yeah, they were at the event and stuff. Yeah. So I would say Mike McGlinchey is another lineman, too. There's another lineman, too, that was uh, that was just there, too. Um, I forgot his name, though. But I know they're they're in thick. I don't know if you can give like a recruiting report for the fans, but they're on a kid named Malachi Williams out of Philly. Malachi Williams out of Philly. He's an outside linebacker, defensive end. You know, you know what? We we this first time ever, dude. We've never done this. We're gonna do it right here with with our guy. I'm gonna show film. Oh, oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show film. I gotta show some film. Just I, I gotta show some film just so you know. Yeah, yeah. And this kid, man, he's one of my favorite, of course, yeah. coming out of that area, you know, whether it's the Pennsylvania or the Jersey area. Yeah. You you know this is gonna be yeah, a you're battle. Gonna it's yeah. A yeah. And you pretty much know you're fighting Penn State right off the bat. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. So here we go, Malachi Williams, man. This kid. Yeah. Woof. Let's get to it. Left, you already know. You've seen the film. Oh, he got some good size on him, too. Yeah. Nice, long kid. Good speed off the edge. Oh, yeah. He cut that corner good. And I was talking to someone locally, and they were talking about (laughs) the fields they play on aren't exactly the best. In the Philadelphia area, oh. but 
look at that. So that's definitely talent at PA. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But my whole thing is this. He should be being recruited by Notre Dame then. Is he? Yeah, he's being recruited. He's, is he uh, being recruited? Okay. Yeah, right. he's being recruited. They, uh, they got on him later. They got on him late in the process, but they made some strides. And now it's just a matter of, you know, closing the deal. Yeah. I think they have some other kids. Uh, Elijah Rushing, which is the number one defensive end. I heard about him, yeah. Uh, from Arizona. He's on campus this weekend for official visit. They're going after Justin Scott, the kid from Chicago that everybody wants. So it, it might end up being a numbers game for Malachi, but I love the kid. Like you said, the PA area continues yeah. to give college football all types of – man, look – I look, I know he mentioned Fleming, but if he if he said if he mentioned Marvin Harrison Jr., yeah, see this left. This is what I'm talking about, left. This is what I'm talking about, bro. We played against them, yeah. Um, John Harris played against them a few years back when Marvin Harrison was just like a you know senior, 17 year old. Um, Harris, I think Harrisburg beat him too, but uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., he just He's probably the best college football player in the country right now overall, I think. Just because, wow. you know, yeah, because, no, because his size, he has his dad's uh, quick twitch and his route running ability. He has great size. He's very flexible, really athletic, could jump out the building fast, and he can run the whole route tree to perfection. I'm going to have to tell you, blocking well, he can block good. You know, uh, Ryan Hartline, you know, Hartline's his, his coach, which is he was a route runner himself. So all he's doing is getting more and more, you know, shaped out, more and more shaped out. So I would have to say if I'm a GM and I need – I don't care if I don't need a receiver. You taking him one? I, I think I'm taking him number one. Wow. Even over I'm, Caleb. I'm, ta- I'm taking I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. number one, man. Left, what do you think? Yeah. Not because I'm a receiver either. Not because, hey. not, because, not because I'm a receiver. Just because I know whatever quarterback he plays with, yeah. he's going to make them better. Absolutely. And that's why we in Chicago, we sit and we pray for the health of Bryce Young, but we pray that the Panthers lose every game so that the oh. Bears end up with that number one pick. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yeah. Justin Fields can throw to Marvin Harrison. Jr. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Left, it's all in popping. Yo, left, you know it. You know it. It's only popping, boy. You can rock with Kirk Cousins all you want to. Man, that'd be amazing. Let Marvin Harrison Jr. fall into the Bears' lap. Woo! Oh, with Justin man. Fields? That'd be crazy. It, let, let him fall into the Bears' lap and watch what happens. Magic. Man. It's going to be magic, left. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Right, Kyle, before we let you go, man. EA Sports. Okay. The college football game is coming back out. Okay. They are offering, according to reports, $500 okay. for the name, image, and likeness rights to every college football player. That's it. <laughs> but <laughs> you just answered my question. Hey. I mean, come on, that's man. It. No, that's that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. No, 500 bucks, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. I'm sorry. No, that's not going to work. No, 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 no. They got to get it somebody that's a little bit more smarter than that, not trying to be a little bit that greedy and figure out a better number than that. Starters starters should get this much. Second straight should get this much. 
third stream, maybe on the roster should get this much. Not five house, and it should be like a unit. Like if the unit, if the, if the see, I don't download. You see, I don't really play games like that. My son does, but I think they do offline now. So if it's twelve dollars or fifteen dollars to download it, probably more than that. Say it's thirty bucks to download it or something like that. I mean, you telling me how that dollar or it's a way to be chopped up because it's being downloaded millions of times. It's a way to be chopped up. You can do five cent a player, you know, starters, five cent a player. You know, it's a way to do it where everybody's going to get their money still. Right. Everybody's still going to be satisfied, but it's greed involved in that. Come on, man, $500, that's ridiculous. You can take that and just $500. That's what they're doing with it. That's what they're doing. With just Yeah, I can't do nothing. We're going out to eat, man. Everybody, me, you, Malik, everybody going out to eat. That's it. Yeah, one meal. That's it. One meal. Definitely. Last one. supper. <laughs> Last well, supper. You want to talk about you found your plug. Your recruiting plug. You got a name? Yeah. Shoot, shoot it my way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, shoot it my yeah. way. I'll make sure yeah. it gets to the right. Yes, sir. I'll make okay. sure the right people. I'm good. I'm good then. Find out. Yeah, you're I'm good. good then. Okay. Yeah, we're we're definitely going to connect after the show. Yeah, because we lost, we lost, we lost some players. I'm telling you, watch when y'all see. Listen, watch when y'all see. Quote my words. Watch when y'all see Kenny Johnson next year break. He's going to end up, I'm not saying he's going to start, but he's going to end up being a third, third receiver next year, along with Phil Jerkovich. I do talk to Phil still, but Phil should stay at Notre Dame. But alone, Phil Jerkovich is going to find Kenny Johnson. You're right. That's the guy we're kind of if Phil had stayed in Notre Dame, he might have caught a case. So I, I didn't I didn't want Phil to stay. Phil, <laughs> we want Phil to get out of there. Phil be left. Like, Phil might have caught a case. He might have assaulted somebody if he yeah. stayed in Notre Dame. So yeah. he had oh. good reason to leave. Oh, did he? Yeah, we'll oh. we'll talk about it. We'll talk oh, okay. about it. Okay, yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Phil's from your area too. That's crazy. I didn't even remember that. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna um yeah, he's at pit now, but we're we're gonna have to wrap though, because I got some man, I always have guys, man. I always look at Notre Dame, but see now that I open my mouth, you're the plug. So I'll definitely talk to you. I, I will I'll definitely <laughs> connect you in that the right direction. Yes, I'm doing I do the same thing for Chicago. I'm like, yeah. hey, yo, it's a kid in 25, take kid yeah. 26. Yeah, take a look. You need to look at him. Yeah. And Left is out there. Left, Left loves every kid from California. <laughs> every kid. Every kid. Like, oh, I got this eighth grader. He hit me the other day about an eighth grader. Like, oh, I got this eighth grader. Yeah, he's going to be the truth. He's going to be the truth. But that's. Yeah. Yeah. He's 6'2. Yeah. Man, this man is going to be great. Quarter, quarterback. He's, I got a little eighth grader. I got a little eighth grader, too. Jalen Hinton. He got in the game. Even even though I probably shouldn't even talk about because he wasn't supposed to really play, right? But he, he got in a seven on seven last week against Maryland. Coach, can I get in? Me, can I just can I said, No, what we up getting the game? Mind you, he has no conscience, he's young. Three plays, touchdown one, two, three. That's it. Touchdown. I said, Wow, we were oh, the whole time, you know, seven on seven, you just trying to move the chains, like you said, the chain mover. So we just dropping it, you know, dropping it down. He comes in the game, like, No. One chance, three yeah. plays touchdown. I was like, "Wow, yeah. he's good though. He's gonna be our. He probably gonna be our starter for four years straight after you know after next year or so." Yeah. He'll okay. Be- we hey, y'all should come play Lakewood. Come to California for a game, man. That'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. We can put that together. Y'all gonna then listen, man. All right. Okay. 
Okay. We got nice palm trees, nice yeah. stadium. Yeah, Ooh, it'll be nice to see you and Rock High, the offensive minds yeah. going against each other. Yo, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. That'd be that'd be that'd be great. That'd be great. Hey, we gotta we, get a choreographer for that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We thoroughly enjoyed having you on, bro. And uh I tell all Notre Dame, I speak for Notre Dame fans when I say you brought us plenty of memories and joy on the field. Yeah. And we pray for God's abundant blessings and all of your endeavors off the field. Thank you. Thank as you. well. Because we love you on the field, but we love you off the field just as much I, I here as Notre Dame fans. Absolutely. Yeah. So Rackot Nelson. Once again, June 19th, virtual 5K. Runsignup.com. Get involved. Yes. Call. Also, hey. also, Ken, follow, follow the Skills Development Academy, man. You got you to yeah. get this thing rolling. That's right. Are you, guys, are you guys good up there with all the air quality stuff? No, we're the worst in the country. Actually, I know it, it always sounds like we're kind of talking, he's exaggerating, right? No, we're the worst in the country. 500. The, the, the max is 500. We're at 500. Harrisburg is the only place at 500. We're at 500. Really? Yeah. Because wow. it's a valley. It's called the Susquehanna Valley. Okay. So people, yeah. It, it, everything sinks inside of it. You know, so like, you know, Susquehanna Indians, like everything sinks inside of it. So wow. it's all crazy up here. Yeah, we couldn't even have practice yesterday. We didn't we didn't have practice yesterday. Wow. Nope. So hey, no name fans, send your prayers out to the Harrisburg area, the entire Pennsylvania area. Yep. And we'll be praying for you, bro. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. See you Absolutely. guys. Rakai Nelson, former Notre Dame wide receiver, right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Yo, that was a great guest, bro. That's right. That was a great guest. That was a great guest. Him and Bennett Jackson back to back. For you young Notre Dame fans out there, go do your research and find out about the Air Force play, the Jerry Jackson touchdown, the Rakai against number one Michigan. One of the greatest offensive plays in the history, one of the most memorable plays in the history of Notre Dame football. I watched it as a kid, bro. So I was like, I was watching it live, like, oh, snap. I can't believe they scored on that. That was a great game as well. Michigan, like, fumbled the ball, like, four times that day. It was crazy. That was very Michigan-like. Yeah, they were, man. And Tom Brady looked like somebody you wanted to punch, even then. Even then? Even then. I was like, dude, who is this chump? But, yo. I feel about Trevor Simeon <laughs> to this day. I can't get over that. You are still holding the grudge against Trevor Simeon, bro? Man, because, you know, usually I'm up and up on who's pretty good and not in college football, you know, my own evaluation terms. Uh-huh. And he really surprised me that day, like, you know, having that – he had, like, that it factor that I don't know what it was in the air or – man, he just – you could just tell it wasn't it wasn't just a fluke. Like, he was actually dialing our ass up for real. And I was like, <laughs> man, like, I was just mad because I'm like, man, who is this Trevor Simeon dude? And then, like you said, there? the crazy thing was they were dropping bombs. Oh, man, they had, like, five touchdowns. <laughs> Easy, like, he, they just – like you, like everybody was like, "What's wrong with the receivers at Northwestern?" Yeah, because this could have been one of the worst blowouts at home in a while. And it's crazy because he, he, Trevor Simeon ended up having a little career. You know, that's how I knew he was good because of how he ended up having a darn good NFL career as a backup. Yeah, and so that's why I was like, okay, 
But damn, even still, he had a really good game that day. So but once again, the difference is because I felt like that against about him, uh, about Trevor Simeon, but I didn't feel like that again about DJ when he yeah. had a great game against us that day. All right. So his levels too. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Yo, this is fantastic, man. Fantastic. Once again, runsideup.com. Go support Ben Jackson, his efforts. Rekai Nelson, his efforts with our guy Trevor and their entire movement uh, is giving back. Giving back to the neighborhoods and giving back to where we came from. We appreciate that. They supported us for the Blue and Gold weekend. uh, Helped us with our show that we did live. And we're helping to give back and support all of the events that they're going to be doing. They have a big event for the Tennessee State game. So if you're going to be in town or South Bend, make sure you lock in and get involved with that. So many great things coming up throughout the rest of the summer and this season. So we'll keep you posted right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast and also on our social media platforms at SD2Mics at Overtime Malik and Malik Zaire 8. Once again today, look, Carter Nelson made it, Left, He made it. And this kid, tight end, 6'7", he he might be the next Tyler Eifert if we can land him. I think it's going to be Notre Dame and Georgia, honestly. It's between Notre Dame and Georgia for the young man. As I said before, he plays unconventional football because of where he lives, Ainsworth and uh, Nebraska, and – It's just different, left. Just a different athlete. When you watch him on the basketball court, I want to make sure. I think he high jumps something crazy. Like, I think he broke 11, was it 10 feet? I think it might have been 10, 10 feet, left. Damn. But it was something crazy. Let's see if we can pull this up again. It said I had an error message here. Boy, this Carter Nelson Ainsworth, Nebraska. Oh well. Yeah, we'll use this one instead. Okay. I don't know what was going on with the other video. But this is him playing quarterback. Like I said, I think they play on a shorter field. It's like eight on eight, nine on nine, something like that. <laughs> he's tight in, but he's playing quarterback. I mean, <laughs> we offering guys an eight man. Hey, when they play like. When you see him play basketball and you see his athleticism, I think, uh, was it the priest corn? Not the priest corn kid. The kid from, he is from a similar area as the freshman tight end that jumped on the scene for Michigan last year. They're both from like similar areas, different style, unconventional football, super athletic on campus. 
So we'll see how Notre Dame does. He was at Georgia last week with Justin Scott and the rest of that crew. Elijah Russian arrived yesterday. Sean Civiliano committed in. Saw him make it in. Bradley Shaw made it in. Uh, Oliver Miles made it in. Also, I saw Carson Hobbs. I saw Bodie Cahoon, the commits. Cole Mullins, the commit. Logan Thomas is back on campus. This cat, Logan Thomas, loves Notre Dame. Texas kid, he's been on campus three times in the last two months. <laughs> and he's already committed. And Cam Williams, you know Cam Williams is one of the Pied Pipers of the class, along with C.J. Carr and Jack Larson. So we'll see how things turn up. We'll give you more of an update on things. And will basketball be involved with his recruitment? No, I don't think Carter Nelson is looking to play basketball. No. Not if you're looking at tight end Notre Dame. Why? No. I don't – I mean – that's I don't think he is. Now, he could try to walk on or something, but it is. You know what time it is. Oh, this is about to be fun. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Stories of the Day brought to you by Adora Whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com. The premium American whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com. Let's get to it. Have you ever had someone that you know become the donkey of the day on the Breakfast Club? Okay. My good friend, and I am serious when I say good friend, was named donkey of the day on the Breakfast Club this morning. His name is Xavier Pope. You can follow him at Xavier Pope on Twitter. He went to high school with my wife. I've known him since like grammar school. We go way back. We went to, I went to U of I with a bunch of his friends and we worked together. He used to come on our shows and do a legal, a sports law segment back in the day over at WGN. He goes on a petty train because he was a donkey of the day because his Uber driver had his food, inboxed him and said, yo, mm, I don't have enough gas to drive towards you and give you your food. Can you send me a little something right now, a little five or something I could throw in the tank, five or ten, but I get to you, I'll get you your food, and then we can find a way you know, to deal with the situation. He kept contacting X, trying to make sure he could figure out something. X ignored his calls. X then went on Twitter, tweeting about the situation, screenshotted their conversation in the inbox in the app, and then threatened to call the police on him. Then he put him in Uber uh, prison by contacting Uber support. And the gentleman was just trying to, you know, 
fulfilled the order. Who knows what the reason it was behind behind him not having gas, left his wallet at home, whatever. I don't know. You know, he could have the same thing he asked X, I will say this, is the same thing he could have asked one of his family members. Like, yo, send me something right quick. But X, well, I think he 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 did a little bit too much. He did a little bit too much. And I'm not putting him on the petty train because of that. I'm putting him on the petty train because he got mad and went on Twitter because he was actually giving a dunk here today. And then he said he was going to have to look at legal recourse for what the Breakfast Club did to him. <laughs> I had to hit my boy like, man, what are you doing? You're about to sue the Breakfast Club for getting the dunk here today? How about you spin this into a great situation for you? The light is on you. Build your brand, Let people know what it is that you do. And this, I, I no. And I'm like, yo, I don't like my friends being put out like that. But really, when I watched them do it, and I watched Charlamagne give it to him, he 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 barely tapped them. I've seen Charlamagne go hard on people. He gave him a love tap. That's all he gave. He gave him a love tap. And it was like ingested and fun. So I had to put my boy, Dominique Jones, all aboard. My sister, come on over. One way. No round trip. One way. Yes, the, fact, the fact that you, as a married woman, would be in a relationship with another man and act as if you could control him and control who he talks to. And when you see that he talks to other females, you get mad, and then you call your brother and his friends and tell them to shoot his up. Everybody but him. Everything but him. And then this man defends himself because the idiots actually go to his home. He kills one of the men, injures one of the other men, and spends two years behind bars because of your foolishness as a, once again, as a married woman. You're married. Travis Rudolph, former wide receiver at Florida State, someone that Malik played against, in his days at Notre Dame, sat behind bars for two years because of this foolishness. Someone lost their life because of your foolishness. And you had the audacity during the trial to sit on the stand when they asked you about the text message. What do you mean by shoot up his SHIT? What, what did you mean by that? Your response was everything but him. <laughs> How does that work? I didn't know guns worked like that. I didn't know you could program gun to shoot up everything. But, but you could tell the bullets to avoid him. As you leave the gun, light up everything else, the house, exterior, interior, but make sure you avoid him. And you sat there on the witness stand and actually said that. As if it made sense. Then you had the nerve to look that man in his eye 
under sworn testimony and say that you still love him. The nerve. <laughs> if I had been a family member, I would have definitely got at, got after you somewhere at some point during those two years. You lied about being abused. The ring footage showed that. You told the men that he body slammed you multiple times on your way to the car. And the ring footage shows you beating the heck out of him. <laughs> Just it's, and a man died because of this. He's dead. Because as a married woman, you wanted to check what your boyfriend was doing. And you sent people to his house to teach him a lesson. But you're married. And your brother, who knew you were knew that you were married, is an even bigger idiot. Bro, this is one of the most this is the one of the craziest stories I've ever heard in my life. Ever. <laughs> and the fact that she's walking around this earth as a free person is mind-boggling to me. She was the cause of someone's death. How is she free? How is she free? It's disturbing, man. This is the that man could have been in jail for the rest of his life, bro. So, watch who you link yourself to, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Think twice about the ones you link yourself to, man. I mean, no remorse. And women. She had no remorse. None. None. She's being cross-examined. They got the list of her text messages to every one gentleman that went to his house. And every, do you remember saying this? Don't remember. What do you mean you don't remember? You literally have the paper right in front of you. I don't remember. So you don't remember anything about that night other than you told them to shoot all of his up except for him. And don't remember deleting the text. Don't remember deleting the text. Don't remember the phone conversations. None of that. But you remember that, that everything else be shot up by him. This man was headed to a tryout in a CFL. The next week, you ruined his career. For what? For what? And the fact that she said she got body slammed multiple times on the way to her car, bro. And then said that he's never hit her or done anything physical to her. So how does it work? How do you get body slammed when nobody... When you admit he hasn't been physical with you. How do you... Oh. You say... And she's like, did he ever put his hands on you? No. Did he ever hit you? No. <laughs> so how did he body slam you then? <laughs> Oh, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great weekend, guys. But most of all, make sure 
Thank you. Stay away from the Dominique Joneses of this world. <laughs> Continue to spin it different. We'll see you on Monday. <laughs>